we've seen kind of the value that we've accepted companies at in the accelerator at base case to when they graduate and they go out and do a round, you've seen significant increases in value, hundreds of millions of dollars of value that have created within those three years of those companies. Pleased today to be here with Dan Keo. He is the chairman and CEO of Holmes Murphy, as well as the co-founder of BrokerTech Ventures. Welcome, Dan. Thank you very much for having me, Josh. So, Dan, you wear uh, obviously a couple of, of hats, one from the more traditional side of the industry and then uh, another that's working on some innovation. So maybe you could just share a bit about your background and kind of how it led to where you are with these two roles that you have. Sure. So I, you know, I started in the industry like a lot of people do, not knowing that I'd find my way in the insurance industry and uh, worked for a large publicly traded insurance brokerage firm, uh, specialized in an area of captive insurance where I sold ownership and control to clients that wanted to assume risk and not just trade dollars with insurance companies. Uh, and, and then through that, um, found my way to starting a company uh, called Innovative Captive Strategies when I was 30. And then that company partnered with large firms throughout the country uh, and helped develop capital strategies for those independent firms. And over time, you know, I took on more opportunities within Holmes Murphy and found myself being uh, chairman and CEO and it's been an enjoyable run uh, as chairman and CEO. I've been in the seat for 10 years now um, and it's been, it's been great fun. And part of it's great fun is just helping start and innovate new companies within Holmes Murphy. And so BrokerTech Ventures is very much a industry collaborative where, you know, we partnered with other agencies to start Protect Ventures and uh, partnered with insurance companies that wanted to have the line of sight on what brokers felt they needed from tech and innovation. And so it's been a really rewarding uh, journey. You know, you could kind of, if you don't mind, share your perspective as a chairman of an independent firm, you know, how you think about innovation. Yeah, I think it's, certainly an interesting time to be in the industry for sure. You know, you've seen a lot of change over the last 20, 25 years or so. And, you know, and just, there's a mindset of, you know, this is how we do it and it works. So why, why try something different? And so right. that's steeped in the insurance industry and, in, and certainly in the culture of a lot of firms, um, you know, there is, you know, a line of sight on, you know, we, what, what we, we can ensure what we know, we can't ensure what we don't know. So in the unknown, there is a lot of fear and risk and anxiety that that's there. Um, so when you think about, you know, just people within our firm, you know, our firm's a 90 year old firm this year, uh, roughly a thousand employees. And, you know, we, we've got to change the mindset of our team members and how they think about uh, engaging with technology. Certainly in a multi-generational workforce, people like me think about it a certain way, but our new uh, team members think about it completely different. They want technology to work for them. They don't want to work through technology to get something done. So there is a mindset shift that is coming and we as an industry and certainly us as leaders need to figure out how can we get to that next? And, and, and I think it's through open dialogue conversations and certainly it's a challenge, but you know, I do think that people at the desk that are trying to think about things differently are helping us deliver solutions to clients that candidly our clients are expecting. So you made, a, I think, another interesting point before in talking about your team not wanting tech for tech's sake, but 
you know, the tech to be able to work for them, you know, when there's things that seem like they do address a need, you know, how do you determine whether it's actually going to work in your organization? Yeah, so we have got a great framework around that and as do all of our broker tech ventures partners, right? So we stood up something called Labs by Holmes Murphy, which is basically a group of individuals in our company and certainly Labs by other firms that are a part of broker tech ventures and their agencies have identified that these individuals are open to trying new things and trying it with clients to see if the technology actually solves a problem and the client gives us feedback, we give the technology feedback, and then all of a sudden they can pivot their solution to actually being on the mark and solving real problems and enhancing the experience from a client. So maybe let's shift a little bit more to your Broker Tech Ventures hat. Um, could you explain a little bit more about the genesis of, of that organization and kind of where it stands today? Sure. Uh, you know, we were just about four years old now, and, um, you know, I've got to give credit to Mike Victorson and M3, who Broker Tech was a real thing for them, and they were trying to stand up a strategy around investing in insure tech companies. And so uh, Mike was leading down that path, and separately through different conversations, we were going to stand up an accelerator at Holmes Murphy uh, through, through a series of conversations. The first uh, industry accelerator in the world, technically, for uh, insurance is Global Insurance Accelerator that's based here in Des Moines, Iowa. Separate from that, we were going to start up a broker-centric accelerator, and I called Mike, who's a friend, and we were collaborating on supporting his initiative on the investment side and said, hey, we're going to still support you, and at the same time, we're going to do this accelerator, and he shared with me that it was the hurdle was too tall to climb to start up their own fund. And so I asked him, what are you going to do with the name? We love the name. And he's like, hey, you want the name? And I'm like, hey, you want to be co-CEO and co-founder? And he's like, yeah, we're in. <laughs> and so, that, you know, I would say that, you know, largely the initiative around broker tech is one based on the infinite game. You know, sometimes competitors, you know, you, you play to win and lose. You know, in what we're doing in broker tech, we're playing to get everyone better and keep playing the game. And what do you ask for from partners other than money? Yeah, uh, money's uh, part of it, but uh, it's not a, certainly a barrier to entry. Um, what we ask for is engagement. Uh, we ask for to operate in a certain principle uh, way of uh, the infinite game. So in the platform, everybody pays the same amount toward the success of broker tech ventures. We all pay the same, whether you're an insurance broker, big or small, insurance company, wholesaler, Whoever it is, we all pay in the same amount, and that amount is $100,000 a year. And then in addition to that, what we ask is you are engaged in um, the success of broker tech. You know, for someone who wants to engage with broker tech ventures, how do you recommend they approach it? Yeah, so uh, I, I reach out to Susan Hatton, who's our chief operating officer for broker tech. And Susan would basically spend time learning about what their interest is and sharing a little bit about what we've done with others and seeing if there's a potential fit. Uh, Ellen Willitson is our chief uh, uh, innovation officer at Holmes Murphy. She's also kind of executive sponsor for BrokerTech. So she would get involved with Susan as well. And then we'd partner with Mike Victorson, myself, Casey um, over at M3 to 
depending on the engagement, we also have John Jackman, who's our executive director of the uh, accelerator, who that depending on if it's a technologist, we would, we would maybe connect uh, John into those specific conversations. You know, say for someone who's maybe a little bit earlier in the process, um, what advice might you give them to kind of increases the, increase their chances of success in getting POCs, getting traction, et cetera? You know, I, for me, I think you have to have focus and conviction, you know, and you have to really make sure that you understand what your problem you're trying to solve and you stay laser focused there and you start small and you prove it, you start small and prove it. Our industry is fast and it gravitates quickly. And so, um, you know, once we see something working, we're not afraid to, to support it and push it forward if it's, if it's there. If, it's, if we're trying to put a, a square peg in a round hole, at some point, it just, there's too much friction that's there. If it's, a, if it's a small hole and it works, then you can make the hole bigger and it works and you make the hook. Like, I do think that momentum and focus is, is really, really important. How do you deal with the older generation that's moving on and then how do you deal with attracting the new talent that's needed really to keep the industry competitive and relevant? If you get back to just the essence of BTV, it's trying to be an inclusive environment, right? And so when you think about talent, talent has choices today. Um, how and where and when they engage and where they use their skill sets and at you know, what time of day and what hour and what employer. And I think culture matters at the end of the day. And so we focus a lot on culture to attract talent. So that's one. Two, we, we try to understand who's in our workforce today and not every generation values the same things. And we try to create a respectful platform across the multi-generational workforce. And I do believe that you need all generations to be engaged in shifting the landscape, specifically in insurance, because the new ones coming in really don't have the depth of expertise that the our generation does in the areas that we all work in. And so for me, I just think about if you the best of all worlds is, in, is a respectful, engaged workforce that older ones are learning about technologies from the younger ones and the younger ones are learning about the areas of expertise. Right. And, and that just happens magically through culture. Well, Dan, really appreciate your time. Is there anything we didn't cover that you'd like to add before we wrap up? No, I, you know, I, the one thing that you mentioned I think is interesting is just your work within different industries, right? And I do think that our industry can learn from other industries, financial services industry more broadly, where they've already gone through some level of innovation and disruption. I mean, if you think about the trading floor in Chicago or the New York Stock Exchange, there used to be people sending signals. You go there now and everybody's on the floor, it's all electronic. You think about Charles Schwab, who would be the intermediary, right? They went all the way online. Now they're adding bricks and mortar back in. So I think there's things that other industries went through that we can learn from in our industry that uh, I, I, I'm excited to, to continue that learning curve. Dan Keough, Chairman and CEO of Holmes Murphy and co-founder of Broker Tech Ventures. Thanks so much for being on. Thank you very much, Josh.